0: In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. ain't worry, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, baby I ball like J400 in the right times. In Miami sun, she won't get a tan. ain't worry, cause I know that she ain't got a man. When the sun sets in the nighttime, baby I ball like J400 in the right time. She looking cozy, now that's a bust
1: down. Big step of pushing up pushing big back. Welcome to episode 20 of the Zone Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jamel, and I'm back with the full squad this week, Donovan, Rashad, Devon, Knapp. Uh, how are we feeling today? Feeling good, man. We're back and we're better. Better than we were last week, man. That's that's all we're trying to do is get, get better every day, man. It's and, right. uh, you know, we're going to do that better every day. Absolutely, man. The weather's getting nice. Spring is upon us. You know, everyone's uh, getting outside. You know, like outside, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's nice right now in Boston. So we Shout out all the listeners. Um, appreciate y'all. Uh, we got a good episode for you guys today. Just wanted to go over some of the new news in the NFL this week. Uh, and debate some stuff we uh, put out there on Twitter. Some of our wide receiver rankings, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. Uh, we first wanted to say, uh, rest in peace to former Hawaii quarterback Colt Brennan. Uh, we found out that he passed away at age 37. Uh, very unfortunate to hear. Um, he was a premier quarterback at Hawaii, took them to their highest ranked team ever, um, and was a Heisman candidate and uh, a phenom at the school. And, uh, you know, he was bigger than that as well. He was a, a person, and it, it's sad to see him go, especially so young.
2: Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I saw that there weren't many details disclosed, so um, wish the family the best.
1: Yeah
3: We were uh, talking about In the group chat Most notable players That go through Hawaii And the best We could Well not the best We can find But other names Outside of Colt Brennan I mean There weren't really Any other notable guys Aside from uh, Jason Elam Jason Elam man. Uh, Kicker uh, for the Broncos
1: Yeah man He uh he was something You know But um
3: <laughs> Yeah man I mean Definitely the Hawaii community Is hurting Feeling this one Because arguably Probably the Best guy to ever go Through that school For the football program
4: Yeah Huge. He was a part of some good Hawaii teams. I remember they were always top 25, I think, as far as his career-wise, while he was a starting quarterback. So, um,
1: RIP to him. Send the family condolences. Absolutely. Uh, And as we get into uh, some of the news in the NFL this week, the NFL is releasing the new schedule uh, tomorrow night. Uh, It'll be Wednesday, May 12th. So, excited to see that. Um, In terms of some new free agency news right now, we saw the Colts uh, did sign tackle Eric Fisher. Uh, They haven't been too active in free agency up until this point. Um, And so this is a good signing for them. It definitely helps complete the offensive line, and Carson Wentz needs it uh, going forward. So it's nice to see them addressing that and setting him up for something big, hopefully. Now, getting into some of our wide receiver rankings on Twitter, uh, we had asked you guys, you know, what do you think, uh, you know, giving you guys our opinions on the best wide receivers out of the four, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, Justin Jefferson, and DK Metcalf. Uh, we each had our own four rankings. Some are pretty different, but, um, you know, let's go through them uh, and just give our takes for the people, guys.
4: All right, who's first? I'll start it off if you guys want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'll start with my number one receiver and work my way down and I'll explain why I'm each, each, uh, player. So I started off number one for me was Calvin Ridley. Um, I did play a little bit of longevity into this, um, pick. I picked Ridley based off of how effective he's been for his team, um, um, what he does on the field what he's capable of doing as far as route running ability speed separation and you know just having great hands and um i put him as number one uh it was it was hard for me because i originally had put justin jefferson as number one but i thought that you know i would you know Let Justin Jefferson take a little backseat and let the guys who've been playing for a couple years still take that one spot for now um, just based (coughs) off of, you know, a little bit of what we've seen more out of those guys. Um, Number two, I did go with Justin Jefferson, though. Um, Based off the rookie year we saw from him, he was, you know, phenomenal. 1,400 yards receiving, seven touchdowns, almost 90 catches. I think it was 88 uh, receptions. Um, part of his Vikings offense, and he's putting up these numbers with a number one receiver next to him, who I think is the Vikings' true number one, um, which is Adam Thielen. Um, moving down to number three, I had DK Metcalf. Um, just as far as his physical ability in the game, and his speed, and size, and everything he brings in of that nature, um, his effectiveness in his connection with Russ has been grown and gotten a lot better year in and year out. And now I, uh, I think there are, I think this year he's due for a, an even better year, uh, than we seen last year. He had a lot of drops last year, a lot of big drops that I saw that could have been touchdown plays, but, um, um, we'll see what's going to go happen this year. I did take Terry McLaurin last, um, disrespect. this is, this is, this has nothing to do with his playing ability. Has everything um, to do with his playing ability. It doesn't have anything to do with his playing ability because he's a great route runner. Um he might he he's he's a better route runner than DK Metcalf. I just think what DK brings to the game is and brings to his teams a little bit more effective than what Terry brings. Um with that being said, Terry's a great route runner. He has great hands. Last year was um pretty much the first year I truly paid attention to him when I heard his name at the beginning of the year and saw the buzz behind him, I wasn't really, I didn't really know much about him prior to, um, you know, prior to this year. Um, So hopefully moving forward, he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he'll move up in these rankings. But for now, a couple of things I did take into account was, you know, uh, Tarek McLaurin is a true number one on his team. He is the number one receiver on his team. Uh, Granted, he does have the worst quarterback of the bunch you could say next I did say uh, DK had to move that down to number three because he had the best quarterback of the bunch and he has you know he has the drops and you know the things that he doesn't have the route running ability and the effectiveness to the game that the I believe that Justin Jefferson and Calvin Ridley bring um and then with Calvin Ridley and Justin Jefferson, it was pretty close with me. But Calvin Ridley's longevity and how, and, you know, him also being all pro um, is just, you know, those are things you can't deny from a receiver standpoint. I don't know who is next, but.
1: Interesting, four. I, I mean, I, so you what you said, something was interesting. Uh, you, we had this conversation before the podcast as well, but you said Terry's the only true number one receiver. So what is a true number one receiver uh what makes terry the number one receiver as opposed to um one of these other guys like what what goes into that because i don't know if some of these other guys aren't more like a one egg type of receiver as opposed to a one and a two
4: well in the in the nfl now where the receiver position is so heavy and there's so many good guys now and there's so many duos in the league who is a true number one you know what i mean i would say the guy that the play is being called for or the guy that the defense is most worried about is the true number one now you could say dk is uh, arguably the most worried about for the defense but russ russ also is looking at tyler lockett just as much and i, th- I thought that tyler lockett in prior seasons, moving up up until this past season, was their true number one, and yeah, maybe I agree. maybe DK took that over this year. But I I wasn't a hundred percent sold on it because Tyler Lockett was still producing, you no, know, at a number one. Yeah, frame. they
3: both they both had a thousand.
4: You know what I mean? Um, as far as Calvin goes, Calvin Ridley goes. Like, come on, when he's healthy, we all think coolio is the number one on that team. Given that Calvin Ridley is still all pro, we're not gonna take any of those things away from him. Yeah, but I mean,
3: shoot. Ridley, I mean, he is your number one, but just yeah. to add on to that, like he stepped up to the plate even oh, when Julio was out oh, there. No, so
4: I, absolutely, but I'm saying Julio played nine yeah. games this year, and there's you know if he's on the field, teams are still gonna say we can't let this. Oh yeah, we gonna shut down Julio, and we we'll ha- we might have to deal with Calvin getting getting his off today, and I don't I don't know if that's the way to approach it, but that's I mean.
3: Yeah, man. My, my opinion. That was a nice analysis. I'm um, gonna just freestyle a little bit. Um, so for me, I on my rankings, I had Ridley at at number one. Um, it's actually funny because I didn't find out he was <laughs> all pro till um, yeah, yeah, this morning. But um, it's crazy because he was. We talked about how he was snubbed for a Pro Bowl, but he was voted an All Pro um which speaks volumes um to the average fan i mean Ridley's like a up and ascending wide out so i guess not many people would would really know about him um considering that he was a snub and the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest as opposed to the the AP Associated Press where you know those guys have all these qualified credentials and uh really sitting down and and ranking these guys and seeing where they're at um therefore he was named uh second team all pro uh through these guys so that speaks volumes um to the receiver that ridley is um also for me if you look at uh physically if you literally look at these guys um i would say ridley's probably the i guess quote-unquote the least intimidating of the bunch um he's he's still doing what he does putting up the numbers um at his size or you know whatever he looks like he's still um i think he's the most talented of the bunch um I had DK at number two. Um, for me, uh, some people probably have him at number one, but uh, considering that he's his, his physically imposing and his size does work to his, his advantage a lot, um, I would say that factors into you know his production. Not taking anything away from him, but he has that size. You know, we talk about guys like Megatron, we talk about Julio, we talk about guys like Josh Gordon. Um, DK falls in that in that realm um, with these guys, Um, and he he does have the numbers to prove it. He had an outstanding rookie year. Um, Number three, I had Terry McLaurin, Um, and yeah, before I you know probably thinking already you know most people probably have uh, Terry as their the fourth guy, but um, I had him at number three uh, just because Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's been doing it a little bit longer than Justin Jefferson and we still have to see more um in terms of sustaining that success. Uh, I'm not saying I expect a fourteen hundred yard season from Justin Jefferson, but um Terry has been doing it a little bit longer, uh probably what one year uh extra. But um Yeah. Um but Justin Jefferson's a he's a talent. Um again, I would like to see more and sustained that um in his second season, um, obviously don't expect the same numbers because what he did was historic uh especially for himself uh, I w- wouldn't expect fourteen hundred yards from him, but he will still be over a thousand yards this year um that's where I was at as far as the ranking, so I took into account um you know the talent and also you know where these guys are in their in their careers um again, you heard me mention Justin Jefferson you know just finishing his rookie year, so I would like to see. More from him. I don't believe I believe he's among the most talented on this group, but just the fact that again, I just want, would like to see a little bit more from him um, in terms of over the years.
2: But um, yeah, that's those are my rankings. So, right, so my yeah. rankings for the bunch, I did it based on like what I'm seeing now, but I feel like it's worth mentioning who has the highest ceiling. But we'll get into that later. But as far as right now, I would go DK. Then I would go Jefferson, Ridley, McLaren, and so basically I'm going DK first just because of the the size and speed the the impact that, that brings alone. Like you have to account for that in matchups. He he's a physical specimen. Like he just ran in a in a track meet yeah, at football speed, idea, right? like at football size, like that on the football field. It just it's tough to match up with, and so he's a matchup issue. Yeah, so yeah, he,
3: he ran – my fault, bro. I didn't mean to cut you, you off. But he – I mean, DK ran a ten three. Um, in his he, – he finished ninth, uh, which was last place. But, I mean, this guy is, what, 6'4", 250. And these guys have been training – he's only been training for, like, two months. Yeah. So,
2: like – He's just
5: as fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, he ran a 10-3 six yeah, 6'4", and the, the, 6-4, the, and the yeah, winner one, – one, 10-1, yeah. Uh ten one. Ten one from the and, winner. And so and I, like,
2: um, and like Nap was saying, I feel like DK is set to have another like jump in or elevation in his play based on last season. He's already been on the uptick, but I feel like, you know, next season he'll be able to show that like he may be a top three, top five type receiver. Interesting. And so that's how I gave him the one the number one. Um as far as number two, Justin Jefferson, I really like what I see from him. Um, like, I know it's a small sample size, but, like, what we did see, like, he looks like one of those players that can potentially, like, change the game. Like,
3: 1,400 yards is 1,400 yards. So like,
2: <laughs> yeah, and as a rookie, like, that means that whatever he knows and whatever he's bringing, like, it, it's different for the NFL because he's a rookie and he's given dudes 1,400 who have been covering receivers their whole career. Like, he, so he's definitely going to be somebody to watch. And uh, I would definitely say his ceiling is just as high as any of them, but um, since DK is just the size factor, I gave DK the nod on that. Um, and then Ridley, I feel like it's a, it's a little disrespectful to have him at three in this group because he is such a great receiver. But like the fact that he is, you know, just not somebody who I see as a number one, even though he's capable. I just felt like that's why he got the three ranking out of me.
3: What? Why not Why do you think he's not? number one like what do you so you so you're free for you it seems like the i guess the size is a factor because considering you
2: had like for me well like number part of the thing and for a number one receiver for me is like your number one's usually on the outside okay and like ridley just doesn't strike me as an outside receiver and like that's cool he can be effective from the slot and that's not to take away anything from slot receivers like you need them and like they can impact the game just as much as a guy on the outside but Having someone who can impact the game on the outside, like that, I feel like that's a little more valuable, and that's where you can get into the number one conversation. Um, so that's just why I feel like Ridley's number three. And then McLaren, uh, I give him four just because, honestly, I haven't watched him enough. and Yeah, I mean, he's
3: on the football team, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I it. haven't I watched it. him enough, but I, <laughs> I do hear about him, and he puts up numbers on a team where he's working with minimal. So you got to give him some respect, but. As far as that order, like, it is what it is. DK, Jefferson, Ridley, McLaurin.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I had something similar. I had, uh, let's see, I had DK go first, and then I followed it up with Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, and then Terry McLaurin. Um, DK's number one. He's the biggest home run threat out of those four receivers. Yeah. In my mind, like. He could catch not a single ball the entire game, but the one that he does catch is going to be over the top and he's going to score.
2: Or it could be a slant or a drag and then he'll break off with it and and he's gone. 60, 70 yard touchdown ball.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like, either way, like, we we chop it up. Like, we were having a conversation weeks back talking about, like, who's the best. And then we were talking about guys like Devontae and why he was the best. And then we were talking about Tyreek. And there were some in this room that were like, nah, Tyreek can't be that. But. The fact that you can throw him the ball wherever and he takes it to the crib—I don't care what anybody says—like that's the most lethal threat on the field. Um, so I had I had DK number one. Yeah, I agree with what, a lot with what nap said. He, once he cleans up these these drops, which I think he will. Um, ultimately, he's going into his third year. He was he was a, a slow start. I think his his rookie year, and then obviously people knew who he was by the time he was you know, a sophomore. So I'm expecting big things this third year. Um, as far as number two goes, Calvin Ridley's just, he's consistent. He's consistent uh, for three years, um, over 800 yards. He broke out this year with, I think, what, like 1,300 um, for Calvin Ridley, uh, being being the second option, I would say, to Julio Jones. Um, though, when you take when you when you take into account the targets, like and targets in my mind mean opportunities. That's why I kinda don't necessarily agree with the whole like the whole premise that he's a number two. But when Julio's healthy, he's he's certainly the the top option. He attracts the double team, so I could see that. Um with number three, I went Justin Jefferson. Uh, and I went Justin Jefferson really because if you can come in as a, as a as a rookie and do that, like Obviously, you got something figured out. That doesn't happen by chance. And I mean, the offense that he's playing in, of course, like running the ball opens it up Um, for those intermediate throws. Talking about like 12 plus, uh, which which he was like amongst the best in those intermediate passes. Um,
4: Yeah. And and like you said, a team that runs the football a lot. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to throw in quickly. He had more yards. Than Odell did his rookie year. We we yeah, fantasize like people were having whole fantasies about Odell. Mm-hmm. Odell did have 12 touchdowns, but yeah. like you know what I mean.
3: Odell also missed a lot of that <coughs> season. <laughs> yeah, <But> go, <laughs> uh, go ahead, uh,
5: Donovan. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Justin Jefferson just seeing what he was able to do right out the gate. Of course, like this is the game that we live in, right? Like you do it one year, can you do it again? That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about is consistency. Um, and then, yeah, this one this one kind of hurt because I, I like Terry McLaurin a lot. Um, but I think with this group of players, like, four is probably where I put him. He could have been a three for me, but Terry McLaurin, uh, no disrespect to him. Um, but I think the fact that, you know, he does have a shitty quarterback going to him or he hasn't had really good quarterback play, like – that does hurt. That does hurt at the end of the day, and and you, you kind of do take that into account, not necessarily to slight him, but it is it is what it is at that point. Um, but I would say, like, to get back to what you were saying earlier, Devon, like, if I'm talking about, like, people that should be moving up and I, I should see some change, like, I expect Terry McLaurin, like, especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick, because Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the ball. Yeah. Like, he'll put it out there. He's not afraid. And I feel like <laughs>
2: the fact that he's in this group, like, says a lot to – who the caliber player he is and just because he's falling in that four like mm-hmm. in most of our analysis it's just like I, I mean he's a great player don't get me wrong it's like
4: so slight to the player that yeah, he is
2: it's so it's just that but Jamal, i feel like you're one of the advocates for terry so what's your take
1: i am man i am um so my rankings are actually listed in the exact order that they are uh, but I got Calvin Ridley, uh, number one. I think he is the most talented receiver of the bunch, uh, looking at the totality of what you want a receiver to be able to do. I think he can line inside, line up inside and outside. Um, I, I think he was a major threat when Julio was on the field. I thought he was a major threat when Julio was off the field and he was getting double coverage. Um, he's somebody that any team would love to have. Uh, and, you know, I, I take into account his team situation. He has Matt Ryan throwing him the ball a lot. But if you're actually watching the film, I mean, the amount of separation that he gets, uh, his ability to run routes, and really deceptive route tree, too, um, I I think it's just very impressive. It looks like he's somebody that can do this year in and year out. You know, we saw Julio have five seasons in a row of 1,000 yards. I think going into that, Calvin Ridley uh, would, you know, be the next guy to be able to do that, uh, you know, right in that same offense. So I do have Ridley number one. Uh, I have Terry McLaurin at number two. Uh, I love the traditional type of receiver he is. Uh, he's not massive. He's about 200 pounds, about six feet. Um, but he, he plays the game in a very classic style, and he just works with what he has. Um, and I believe that in terms of his route, he's an exceptional route runner. I think he has the least promising situation out of all of these guys. I think he has the least talent around him offensively. Uh, and he has defenses on him all the time but still able to go up to 1100 yards last year only four touchdowns seven touchdowns his rookie year and just under a thousand uh, his rookie year as well uh, but I think with his situation you know if you put him on a on a different team uh, with a solid quarterback and with Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, as a said I do expect or as one of you guys said I do expect to see a jump uh, for Terry McLaurin you know I expect him to have more yards under his belt, have more opportunities. Um, but with the opportunities he's gotten, with the quarterbacks he's had, uh, I think he's done as well as anyone could in that Washington football team offense. So I'm a big Terry McLaurin advocate. Uh, I have him at number two. Uh, Justin Jefferson is there at number three for me. Uh, I love what he did his rookie year. Uh, I think he's a very complete receiver as well. He played a lot of the slot coming out of LSU, so some people had him touted as the number three receiver in the draft that year, um, which is why he ended up falling to the Vikings. But, uh, you know, from what he's done, I mean, he can do everything that you need a receiver to do. Um, He's a big play threat. Uh, He was able to take short plays to the house, um, and he's deceptive in his cuts. I mean, he's just a a very exciting player to watch. And being that he did it with Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen there, still getting getting to 1,400 yards, super impressive. Um, as a shot said, I don't know if it's as repeatable, uh, in terms of the yardage, but I definitely think he'll be over a thousand yards. Um, and he had more targets than Thielen last year. So, I mean, in terms of being a number one guy, I think, uh, he's the guy that they're looking for. And, um, last but not least I have DK Metcalf. Uh, I think he is the player on this list who benefits most, uh, from his personal attributes, like things that you can't control. Um, as a person, entirely. His makeup and build uh, and speed and size, that combination is absolutely deadly. I think a lot of his big plays be- come off of that or because of that, not necessarily because of his ability as a receiver, not to say he's not a capable receiver. Um, but I think he benefits a lot more right now uh, from his presence in terms of his uh, size and speed combination more so than his receiving ability. Now, I think he also has a really good situation with Russell Wilson at quarterback. He's not – I think he's more of a 1A, 1B guy with Tyler Lockett. Um, But I also do think he has one of the highest ceilings uh, out of any of these guys because um, of just the raw talent he's working with. If he can develop as a receiver, I mean, this guy could be uh, something we've never seen, another type of Calvin Johnson type of guy, a receiver. Um, But, you know, that's to be seen. I, I definitely have respect for all four of these receivers. Um, you know, I just rank them how I rank them, and uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so those are those are the rankings. I mean, I think mine are the best and most accurate. But <laughs> interesting. I don't, that, I don't think that's accurate at all. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. But everybody, everybody.
4: I, <laughs> I will say I do have a I do have a slight bias towards Justin Jefferson, just because I said that he was the best receiver in his draft class, and people laughed at me and. Here we are. I mean, I ain't a bias. That's yeah, just, here, here I mean, are you was right. Here we are, 1,400 yards later. Where's Judy and the rest of them? No slight to them because they're still phenomenal players, but I ain't seeing 1,400 from CD Lamb. I'm not seeing.
5: You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you you not seeing 1,400 from CD Lamb, uh, but yeah. you could have seen oh, no, we, 1,200 well, c. D., from CD c. 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 Yeah, yeah. Lamb. <laughs> yeah, like, you, c. C- c. But you but could man. have seen that. And c. C. I mean,. I mean, ugh, the Broncos still haven't figured out what they're about to do at quarterback. Honestly, it looks like they're just going to let it ride. But um, that whole wide receiving core is talented. It's going to be interesting what Terry McLaurin does now that there's Curtis Samuel there as well. Um, I, like, will that open him up more? Is that going to be? Is, is that going to be a target share type of deal? Like, I think
1: it'll be something no. <laughs> where it's no? like a, like a true Curtis Samuel is not like guy. a true number two receiver. He's a gadget guy, a weapon guy, number three receiver guy. He's gonna be there. He'll play great at receiver. But number three also, receiver, definitely number For who? three. I, I feel like. I mean, he'll he'll get targets to be like a number two receiver. But they'll utilize him like a guy in the backfield. They'll utilize him in various with jet sweeps.
4: They like, already
5: do that with Terry. Tr- they already I do that like, with Terry McLaurin. I feel
1: yeah.
4: like Curtis Samuel's uh, his, his abilities weren't used to the to the full potential as a receiver in Carolina. I think that they just used too. him too much in the run game. It made us think like this guy can only be used when it's like jet sweeps, and we want to use crazy actions to get, you know, throw the defense off and use
0: deception.
5: These two guys, these two guys are roommates in college at uh, Ohio State, bro. They're they're built the same, (laughs) like like they're built the same. They can do the same things. Like don't be surprised if if you see a target share drop off because Terry McLaurin, as we've been talking about, he is of this caliber of receiver. Not to say Curtis Samuel's not there. Or actually, no, he's not there. Terry McLaurin is a better wide receiver, I would say, at this point yeah, in time. Yeah, I don't but,
2: think Curtis Samuel belongs in this chat. Uh, no, like, he as doesn't, far but as far as the target share, as far as the target share moving
5: Absolutely. forward, like like Terry McLaurin should get those double teams, right? Who's going to be open?
1: Yeah. Um, that rookie they had that was nice last year, Sims. Um, yep, he is. He is yeah. is like, I just yeah. think it's not a given that he's going to come in and be the number two guy behind Terry McLaurin. I, d- I just don't think it breaks down that way. Um, and I, I'm not too familiar with the entire Washington receiver depth chart. But they paid Curtis Samuel, and he's going to have a very big part in that offense. Uh, so I I think you're right in that that aspect.
3: Given, given that said, I've been meaning to say, um, so I think as far as most valuable to their team out of these guys, I think Terry McLaurin – is the most valuable in terms of where these teams are at um, and the success going forward. You look at the different situations. So for example, right. Calvin Ridley, his situation, you know, they have a lot going on. Um, they just drafted Kyle Pitts. Um, We don't know if they're in rebuild mode or what they want to do with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Like it's just an awkward situation for them. We talked about that earlier um, in terms of where they are as an organization. Um, and I would say that the Falcons will probably be in the same situation that they have been in the past four or five years, um, and maintaining you know them being losers in their division in in the NFL because that's what they are right now they're they're not winning, and I don't think they know what they want to do as far as organization wise because they've had the same weapons, but you know they still have some question marks on defense, so as far as as an entirety as a team um i don't see the falcons going anywhere um and they'll have to wait a little bit um justin jefferson um i think that as far as 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 long as Aaron rogers is in the nfc north um they'll be the top dogs so um you know there's that you know aaron rogers is the, is the best qb in that division so um, and he's proven he's he's you know he's gonna lead the way and you know no one's gonna get in the way of that. Um well,
4: wait, what does that have to do with Justin Jefferson? Though? Well,
3: I'm talking about as far as like the team success, so I'm going over like the different situations of okay. of the of the team. So I'm just kind of breaking it down right now. Um, DK Metcalf. So as far as his team, they play in the toughest division in football. So. I mean, you got the Cardinals, who are you know up and coming. Um, they clean up mistakes on on defense or just penalties overall. You know, they 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 have a crazy arsenal of weapons on offense. Um, Rams, obviously, they brought in Matthew Stafford. You know, you know they have a lot going on. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Um, so it's the 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 NFC West, if I'm correct, with the Cardinals, Rams, um, Seahawks. And I'm missing another team, Niners. Niners. So that's the most competitive division in football. So, um, and then you get to Terry McLaurin and his situation. The Washington Football Team. They just won their division, didn't they? So I mean, and you know, with that division, you know, they, you know, they established themselves. You know, defensively, um, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, and then on offense, they just brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who probably, I think, will. I don't think there'll be much drop-off. If anything, um, I think they'll be better um, since Alex Smith is retiring from the NFL. So when you look at, like, as far as team success, um, I think Terry McLaurin is in the best situation. So I think he'll be the most valuable as far as where they're at as a team. And, you know, if if he produces at a a high level, um, regardless, you know, if all these guys – essentially what I'm saying is if if all these guys produce at the highest level um, to their abilities, their highest abilities – the, um, I think Terry McLaurin's team has the best success
4: why wouldn't the Seahawks then if dK's performing at his highest, yeah that would probably they're in, in the be toughest re- division in football yeah in yeah and they like how is he
5: like i i guess I'm missing how dK or any one of these guys isn't the most like like when Julio goes down it's Ridley And Julio has played nine games. He played nine games last year. So it was Ridley. Without Ridley, like that team's not moving the ball. They're not running the ball. They were throwing to Hayden Hurst and and, uh, what's his name, Russell Gage.
4: I think his point more towards the Falcons is they suck. Like they suck anyways. So we're just gonna discredit. All right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more of that. And I don't like the Vikings don't suck. Their coaching sucks. Like as far as like the vikings should be a good team should be a very good team in the nfl they have a stable run game they have you know they have good pieces on defense maybe not the best pieces but they have good enough pieces on they have good pieces on three levels of the field and well, then I mean, the defense was and, their issue this year
3: though yeah oh. the
4: defense was the issue yeah. what i'm saying is offensively they can score with the best of them yeah. and i mean as far as like that that's what we're talking about like people's their offensive ability, uh, uh, that player's ability to heighten his team's uh, yeah. success. But I mean,
3: I think like we can only we can only judge that off of what we've seen most recently. And in, in that right now, the the team, the guy who, the guy on on this list whose team has the best momentum going into this season, I feel as if it are the Washington football team uh, because of what they did last year and that defense. Um, that defense is like, again, top five, I would say. Um, And, you know, I mean, on all phases of, in all phases of the game, Terry McLaurin's team is in the best position to be successful out of these guys. So that's why I'm saying like, you know, if these guys play at the the highest level, considering, you know, based off of what we've seen from last year, because we can only judge, um, you know, since we're talking about, you know, these guys specifically. But I think that, McLaurin, if he if he does what he does, um, if he continues to do what he does, then his team will be the most successful, and therefore I think he's most in- instrumental to his team's success. The sea, the sea, the
5: Seahawks the Seahawks without DK Metcalf like 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 they're not competitive yeah. in the NFC. West. Yeah,
3: world. but I, but either way you look at it though, like I said, they're in the most competitive. Like they, it's not a guarantee
4: that so that they team, need him. But but.
3: I get uh, yes,
5: yes. Which makes him valuable.
4: And I, the I just, the Seahawks, the Seahawks are a better team. One, and two, like as far as like these players' ability to make their teams better, like DK is what puts the Seahawks over yeah. the top. You know, I don't think Terry McLaurin is why the Washington Football Team made the playoffs last year. No, that's I a, think it was fair. more of their defense and their one and their ability in their. And their
1: Caught in their division sucks. So, you don't, do you guys not think Russ could get it done without DK? No, no, is he winning that division without DK? They're not winning that division. Okay, not winning the division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, what is get it done? They they might be a wild card. Make the play. I mean, with DK, they made the playoffs and they lost. So, I mean, uh, without him, I think they would make the playoffs and lose. I I, I feel like I I think that's how that would go.
4: Yeah, but I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like if we're looking at it this way and we all think that. Into some capacity the seahawks should be a super bowl contender should be should be correct as far as like we think of russ on that level and we think of that offense on that level we think of they still got bobby they still got k they still got good you know solid pieces on d on defense they should be there they're not there and you know you we got dk on their team and they're still losing with him so without him
3: Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's the offensive
1: line with them. They also just drafted a receiver, too. Dwayne Eskrich. That was their first pick. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they only had like three picks. Yeah. (laughs) And I think they have a draft. And, I mean, according to most draft boards, they drafted him high. So I think they're really high on that guy. Not to say they'd be the same without DK, but I don't know if the drop off is going to be the same uh, as we think it is. I mean, I think Russ, Russ has been balling without DK before. I mean, he had. What, Just Doug Baldwin and and what younger Tyler Lockett at the time. Don't well, say you say, you say
5: just Doug Baldwin, like Doug Baldwin, was yeah, but killing it was killing like, for them.
1: Oh, he was killing, but after that, it was more of a drop off than it is from Percy DK and Tyler Lock. Percy, that was way earlier, though. I mean, that wasn't even like,
5: let's not slight like Russ has had weapons and he's done what he does, but that run game has been what has propelled the Seahawks in years past. That run game wasn't necessarily there this year the same way. Chris was, Carson yeah. gets hurt for X amount of games. Now you're dealing with Carlos Hyde in the backfield. Uh, CJ Proceis, like, he was there for, what, a game maybe they threw him in and he, like, didn't do anything. Um,
4: this is a fair it was point.
5: somebody else. Maybe it wasn't CJ Proceis. It was somebody else that they just threw in there but like they were like they had a revolving door at running back like yeah i, I don't know man. like it's t- it's tough for me to sit here and say like dk as the imposing player that he is like you have to account for on the field isn't quote unquote the most valuable to his team in the hardest division that needs to like
3: yeah i don't know I-
1: I I guess the way I see it is which team would have the – I just don't see a huge drop-off from Russ's performance without DK. There will be a drop-off. I just see them still being able to be competitive without him. I just don't think the drop-off would be too uh, – So you're saying you
5: take DK off the field, you already got a stressed-out Russ Russ who has the most pressure in the league. Mm -hmm. Now he's throwing to Tyler Lockett, we'll just say, and company. At this point Because what It was like David Moore before He's your deep ball threat Like mm-hmm. Like
1: He was I. No. <laughs> with, Chris, with Chris
2: Carson
3: hurt Chris Carson's not even Yeah
1: Yeah that, yeah, In and out But I, I mean I think Russ is one of those quarterbacks Who makes people better around gonna, him as he's, well he's I think he makes it, it work with guys Like I mean I think he's one of those quarterbacks Yeah he is like, just gonna get like, it he, done
3: Because he, he uh, has the, the worst O-line in football Arguably But anyways, and two of the best targets, and then he'd be stuck to one. Russ is he? If if you're talking about a guy that's that's able to will his team to a win, or just.
4: And we're talking about a division where they're like the arguably the best defensive player in the division was hurt this year in the in Nick Bosa. Yeah. You know, I mean, that guy. He would have to play him twice, and he didn't have to play him at all. So, you know what I mean? These are still like. Also, guys, that you, you you got you got to think like, like how uh, Donovan was saying, like a lot of his career has been great run game, and he he you know what I mean. He's still gonna ball out passing, and he's gonna do what he does on his feet. But that stable run game has been like when he's been successful most, <sighs> I think.
3: So, all right, so I kind of I think I kind of formulated a better thought as far as what I was trying to get to. So. For example, right, so the the Washington football team, they're, again, a team that could very well, I think, could very well win this division again, right? So if Terry McLaurin goes down, it's kind of like, ah, shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's so valuable in in those particular situations as far as the guys and their teams. If that makes if, if that makes any sense, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like we so can that's
1: win. that's the point of that. I
0: agree with yeah, I that's think the Yeah, it would be a very big and that's drop what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's the Terry most was off I'm not saying
3: he's the most talented, but as far as like any like in this situation that pertains to these guys and their teams and their situations, you got the Washington Football team like, "All right, like guys, like we just won the NFC East and we made the playoffs and we went toe-to-toe with the Buccaneers." It's like, you know, we know what we can do. So it's like, all right, well, we got, you know, we got, again, The I would say that the Washington football team out of all these guys and their teams, they are the most complete in all three phases of the game, all around, all around team. I think the Washington football team is the best out of all, all of these four. Um, so that's kind of my point. So, again, with where – Donovan, you got a crazy, got a crazy look on your face, but yes. I don't agree with don't that agree either. Alright, we could we you could think, talk about that.
4: You think the Washington football team is better at all three phases of the game than the Seahawks? Yeah. Why? Yes. <laughs> bro, their defense is terrible. Bro, the Washington football team won like eight games last year, bro. Seven. They won their division. They won seven. They won their division. It doesn't matter. The
2: weakest winning, division in football
4: winning the bro. weakest division in football means something? That's like that's like come on, bro. That's like the Bill, the the Bills won their division. They're a very good. They're the, a very good football team, but they won their division. That doesn't mean anything. They beat the Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and the Jets.
3: Again, this team won their division. So, either way, they're confident in With a they, losing record. All right. Either way, they still they still won. They still won. I don't understand how they're a better team than And than, like I said, in all three again, the Seahawks compared to the Seahawks defense and the Washington football team's defense. This is not even whatever.
4: Compare The offense is not even comparable, not even close.
3: And the Seahawks have a shitty O-line. So Russ has to worry about the pressure and either and way.
4: And they still have a better offense than the Washington football team is what I'm saying.
3: All right. Well, maybe I, I value defense more than
4: offense. You can, but you can't value defense more when a team has more losses than wins.
3: Again, like I said, where these as far as the team success, I think the Washington football team is in a better suited situation for as far as winning their division. Because I mean, did the Seahawks? Did they make the playoffs? Yes. All right. Well, either way, I don't they, think they.
4: Did, all I'm saying is, if it wasn't for like the rule that if you're into your if you win your division, you make the playoffs. Yeah, they, I Washington I the football team wouldn't have made the playoffs. The Seahawks did that, and I don't think they won their division. Yeah, that's
3: no, true. They weren't the
5: division winners.
3: You said they weren't. No, the they C- weren't. the, the Seahawks were. weren't. The Rams were. Yeah, but I mean, that's 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 my opinion. That's how I feel about I mean, it. I bro, mean, I think like
5: like you see like you see the depth chart. It's on the screen. Like like yes, I agree. Terry McLaurin is the biggest threat on that currently constructed Washington football team offense. Yeah, you take him away, you're, you're minimized to a degree for sure.
3: I mean I think that defense defensive watchable team could do wonders for them. I mean we're talking
5: about strictly offense right now and like strictly like who's most valuable to that to that offense because that's where he plays.
3: I said right? I like, a team success. Instrumental to team success. What's Terry McLaurin doing on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball? I'm just saying in their in their situation, in their situation, like I said, Next topic.
4: I just don't know how it went. <laughs> I, I just, I just <laughs> like how is a seven and nine team better than a what? what they what won 12, a, and four. twelve and four. Twelve and four. Tw- the the Seahawks went twelve and four. You're telling me the seven and nine Washington did football they, team did is better they, than them?
3: Did they match up at all this this past season? Well, yeah. Oh, uh, we're gonna go down the matchup we
2: the got.
4: Matchup
3: did, road. That's if they did. That's if they did. That's
5: if, if, if they, they did. did. I don't if, remember it.
1: <laughs> I don't think they did. Uh, they did. 20. They did. Seahawks won twenty to fifteen. Twenty to fifteen, like
4: so. The, and not only that, the Seahawks were a part of one of those nine losses they had.
3: Okay, I mean twenty to, twenty to fifteen is not like it's that's not, that's very competitive. It, it, that's that's
4: yeah. where you're so talking you, about. You're working uphill right defense now. Defense being good. <laughs> that's that. De- that's but that's that defense that you're, that you're talking about as well. Like they held the Seahawks to twenty points. Seahawks right. usually score more well, than twenty points. since we're here. But the Seahawks held them the 15.
3: Since we're here, this is going to go on the record: the Washington Football Team will have a better record than the Seattle Seahawks this upcoming season.
2: So, I rate right.
3: this is here episode 20. It's on talk podcast.
1: All
2: right, all right, and an interesting take. Way to close it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh, so that is our ta- take on those receivers. Uh, up next, we do want to get into some of the other news in the NFL this week. Uh, we heard that the Jaguars uh, are planning to sign Tim Tebow to a one-year deal. Um, Devon's excited. Uh, this is—he's gonna get a jersey today.
0: Nah, um, see,
1: like I am excited about this. I'm mostly
2: excited to see what what they want to use him for, like, cause we haven't seen. A lick of film of Tim Tebow playing tight end. I think we've seen. I saw one clip. What the catch oh, when he was warming up? No, no, nah, nah,
5: I saw one clip of him on the Jets. He went in motion and they ran out to the flat, and he was covered the entire time.
2: Bro, like <laughs> so, I don't know what they're going to use him for. Like I don't know if he's nah, still he still can the
1: play Donovan.
2: I don't know if he can <laughs> still throw. I'm just thinking, what is he still am Coming to think, in at tight end. I'm trying to Trevor think if if. If everybody's trying to run some like tight end like trickoration, I really have no <laughs> idea why. I mean, I love Tim Tebow, bro. He's a great football. He was a great football player. Man's is like thirty three now, like trying to play a position like tight end where, I mean, age is like. How old was Jason Witten when he was on the back end of his career? He was like thirty something, right? Yeah, Jason for sure. Witten.
4: Isn't he still playing?
2: He yeah, might have. He just played Jackson with the Raiders, didn't he? He actually stepped us. out, yeah, but then bro. he came back. I mean, Jason Wynn's probably right. like, what, 36? He's
1: on the he, Raiders, like, he like, 38. Like, nah, he gotta be like, man, let's see. Because
2: he was effective. 39, 39. Okay, so he, he was, I mean, right now, I don't really, he's all right, but like, <laughs> Tim Tebow's <is> 33 <laughs> right now like yeah. he ain't no Jason Witten. He ain't no Jason Witten. <laughs> so what? hasn't played football in 6 years. Yeah, so I'm just trying to think like cuz when he's on the field like is he going to be run blocking like defensive ends like <laughs> I'm just trying to visualize it, like are they going to use him in the slot? Like what I don't know what they want to use him for and I I think one thing I mentioned off the pod was like <clears throat> I mean, they may maybe they just want to bring him in for leadership, but at that point why not bring him in as a coach? So I feel like Urban Meyer really got something up his sleeve. Like he's gonna try to do some kind of package or something. I, I'm really excited to see what they do. Yeah. But I mean,
4: I I think that the Tebow move was solely around like Urban's coming in. He's gonna have this new system that he's gonna want to run with this organization. He won't gonna. It's probably something similar to what he ran in Florida. Or, you know, some same concepts. And maybe it'll be easier to have somebody who quarterback that still, you know, telling Trevor, you know, these are, you know, the basic reads. This is this and that. Granted, Trevor's generational talent probably doesn't need help from Tebow but you know bro, any but. any type of help from a guy who's been in the system prior <laughs> I mean, is better. Tebow got God on his side nah, bro, any help, like bro you say yeah. that right
3: now it's like okay why not bring him in as a coach like Devon said like yeah. you know what I mean if you Devon, gonna but, but
4: it, like what credentials does he have to be? A coach? Oh, it, it is, doesn't it credentials to, matter. Credentials don't No, you're not a league is, bro. you assistant to the assistant to the. Makes
1: so much sense Andre that. Johnson said he was assistant to the head coach. Yeah, like who, but,
4: you know what I mean? Who like, says that Tim Tebow wants to be a head, Wants to be a that, coach? That's true. You that's know true. What I mean? I We're mean, saying why not? Yeah. Like that he wanted to. He's obviously out there to be a player for a reason. Yeah,
2: man. I mean, one year deal. What are the odds? What are the odds that he resigns? What, what what are the chances That he signs another deal After this season it Depends oh, how many games They win First of all win.
1: There's no guarantee He make the roster Yeah but, yeah Yeah but that's another thing know, Cause yo
5: If no, I'm a tight no, no, end no, no, bro No no no,
4: no, no That's a, the, I, I'm, That's why I cut y'all off There's no way That they signed him And he's not gonna make That roster Because that's See just, that's That's just a waste That's a waste That's a waste Yeah But that's the
2: thing So if you bring to, in Other tight ends And stuff right That are competing For a spot On the NFL roster It's like yo Imagine being a tight end Who's like Younger than thirty three.
1: That's what I'm. 25. You can
2: physically. You are physically capable of of doing the blocking assignments, doing the receiving. But they bring in Tim Tebow on some. Show him. On some. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, if he show him, it. I would be shocked if after like preseason, Tim Tebow is still the best tight end that the Jaguars have. Wow. I mean,
4: they already got James Robinson as as numbered as the secondary back on this team. Oh, that's crazy. That's why or just giving him the spot to Travis Etienne, huh?
1: Yeah, they definitely they disrespect him, man. You undrafted, man. Even if you run for 1000 yards, you don't and get all And it's no funny. So right crazy. now it looks like Tim Look what Tebow's,
2: happened to Philip Lindsay, it looks like bro. It's like Tebow's fourth on the depth chart at tight end. So I mean, he's definitely uh, going to have to work in camp, and I just want to see what that looks like cuz Yeah, I just yeah. don't know
3: like I don't know what to expect. Like, yeah. what are we, like, what are we, what are we going to see? Like, what are we, we, gonna think, right. like, what yeah. are we literally going to see? Are we
2: going to see five receiving touchdowns from him? I don't even think, I think five? Nick, right. Nick, you really love him. No, nah, nah, I'm asking.
3: <laughs> nah, nah, he's, yeah. That's
2: what I'm saying. Five isn't even a crazy number. So, well,
5: what, what, one, no, no, right.
0: no. One would,
2: would, be, would be crazy to me.
1: Bro. Okay, so if one. He, five nah. is
5: a solid number for a tight end. That's what
2: I'm saying. So, if he put up five touchdowns, I'd be like, well, damn, all right. Can't He's say a nothing. fourth
1: string, bro. Why would a fourth string have five tub? Fam, he will be lucky to get in the red zone, bro. I need to see how they're gonna use him. This, this go-
2: really do make. This is puzzling to say the least. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the grand
4: scheme of college football, Tim Tebow is one of the greatest ever. But this is not college football. This is the national football. League. The last time we saw him, I couldn't even tell you what team he was on. I think it was the Broncos. Could have nah, been the Patriots, the Jet, or the Jets, Jets, not Jets, or Eagles. Yeah, someone. I think it was the Patriots and the Jets, well, bro. The last That's the team I remember him playing and starting and doing something on the field yeah, for. Yeah, Was the Broncos and they made the playoffs somehow?
1: Look, man. At one point in his career, Tim Tebow threw for three hundred yards. That part of his career is over.
4: In the AFC Championship, uh, in the AFC playoff
1: game. With that being said, that part of his career is over. Uh, this isn't going to work. Whatever they think it's going to do is not going to work. No, I don't know if any of these guys are going to buy into what team Tim Tebow going to be trying to sell in the locker room, if they brought him in there for a culture fit, like, I don't know who's going to be in there. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's get behind Tim Tebow. They're trying to give Trevor Lawrence, like the new quarterback that they just got with the number one pick. Are they going to be rushing to follow Tim Tebow and his philosophy? No. So I have to think they want to get him on the field somehow. And that's puzzling. Like Devon said, I don't I don't really see a future here for Tim Tebow and he has one.
2: Somehow. Like let's just think about something real quick. Like Kyle Pitts just got drafted, right? That's the like the tight end of the future in the <laughs> NFL. And they've signed a Tim Tebow. Like just the build is different. Like and Tim Tebow it's not even I mean, like Tim Tebow's a big dude. We've never seen him run block. Like, why would you <laughs> sign a guy at tight end who because
4: like, it, he played a high school uh st- uh state playoff game on a broken leg. That's yeah, that, why I because he got hurt. Hor- <laughs>
2: bro, I know all that. That's all fine and good, but when it comes to the NFL and the fifty-three, why are you signing this guy? It just, I mean, yeah, I, um, I just need to see what happens. Isn't That's it? one of those things. I hope, I hope something happens where it's like, you know, wow, like this is what Urban was thinking. You know, it's
4: funny too. We see we see Tim Tebow on TV every now and again, and just. He never brings anything up like yeah, you know guys working out. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like it's like he not he just strictly sticks to the script. Like he don't let it be known that he's doing anything behind the scenes. It's mad funny.
5: Yo man, the Jaguars just got money. <laughs> that's yeah, that's got, really what this comes down to. They have money to blow. They got yeah yeah <laughs> they just doing a lot like like they easily could have gone out there well, and got
4: someone it. way more Calais formidable. Campbell's gone. Jalen Ramsey's gone. <laughs> like. They definitely Leonard Fournette's gone. Yeah. They definitely
2: so. Will Tim Tebow score two receiving touchdowns? Yeah.
1: He will he start or he, he won't, won't score. score? You right. talking about scoring multiple touchdowns, no, no, no. bro? I what world are you
2: living? If they sign him and Urban got him out there, he gonna get him in the end zone one time.
1: I, I say he gets I in the at end least zone. once. And if I if he do, want. I don't even think it'd be a tight end. I think it'd be a QB sneak. That would be yo. That would <laughs> be so blasphemous. Like to put him in like. On like a, I don't even want to see a that play. On quarterback blast, <laughs> they have a bro. Burst off the wing on the backside, bro. That's what I'm Tim Tebow think, comes in like at tight end. All right, team? watch the trick play. Watch the trick play. Yeah, watch like, everything. Watch literally. You're just and
2: waiting what? for him to do Man. like some kind of tight end shovel pass. It's going, or it's going where where Tim is. <laughs>
1: and if I'm on defense, I'm gonna body Tim Tebow for thinking you could come <laughs> out Word. here and try and block me. Word. Block anyone. Do anything yeah, bro, related
4: like, to try yo, that nah, part, He's still like a very
1: good athlete, though. Cool. I, I, mean, I don't give he a he damn. We talk about the trenches. He is
4: a quarterback. We talk about them but, trenches. Them tight
1: ends tr- are still in them trenches a little bit, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 and absolutely. and Te- Tebow is not going to be in them trenches. I don't know what he' gonna do, man. But this yeah. is this is something else. So I saw I saw. All right, this isn't. Oh, a, yeah. We'll just we'll just
5: cut it to this. This isn't a political podcast by any means. Um, but I just saw you know. One of the dumbest tweets I think I've read in a long time. It's from this woman. Her name is Laverne Spicer. Uh, she's currently running for Congress in in the state of Florida. And oh, that she, says everything. God. Yeah, yeah, not nah, and <laughs> and you know what? This is just this is just kind of sad to see. Um, is it Spencer as or a, Spicer as a black man in America? <laughs> she said she said and I quote: Tim Tebow is getting signed because he knows how to throw a football. First paragraph. Second paragraph, Colin Kaepernick isn't getting signed because he doesn't last last sentence. It's not about race now again, this isn't a political <laughs> podcast, but shorty, what the fuck are you talking about yeah. <laughs> like,
4: yeah. First of all, my man's not even he's not getting playing picked up to play Wasn't even trying to play. So, he's not so, playing QB. So to you, uh Miss Spicer, please leave leave the football to the football experts and don't try to talk about race because we know what's going on. In just the
5: country. just please just please sit down.
3: Is that tweet still up there? Yeah, let me
5: see
4: Is yeah. that
3: still like a thing?
5: Oh yeah, on no, it's up there. It's on it's on her thing.
4: Oh, is it? Maybe we should just retweet it on our uh on our Twitter. And say this is what we're talking about. This is the person who's yeah. This is that this is, just, is going to play quarterback. I his- just
5: don't understand. Y'all follow up. Oh, can, she followed. It, oh, up. She follow, oh, I didn't even
1: see this. Oh damn, she did follow up on it.
5: She followed it up with, "Y'all can say what you want about my knowledge of football. I'm not running to be a tight end oh. or a quarterback. I'm running to be oh congresswoman and make change of the lives of Florida oh, nah. 24." And then she and then she tagged her uh, campaign below. Yo, be quiet. oh my god stop
1: now you're trying to cover it up
5: yo it's real foul like like who lauren ingram that was her name laura ingram shut up and dribble yo shut up in politics, bro yeah
1: for real stick to congress or trying to run for congress it's so funny because you know the first tweet
4: she sent out and then the second tweet she had somebody else type it out and send it out just because, like, the way it's worded. She don't even,
5: yeah, she probably, yeah, nah, I'm not,
4: I'm not gonna, I'm
5: not gonna shit on her, but, like,
4: yeah, but
5: it's not a political podcast, but, you know, there's a lot of dumb stuff out there on Twitter, so just watch out what you read. Yeah, watch
4: what you read on the internet.
5: Critical
2: thinking.
4: Well,
3: Tim Tebow planning on signing with the Jags.
2: All right. So, what happens when he scores? (laughs) Because I get into that. You want us to buy (laughs) you a jersey?
4: (laughs) If he scores, do you want me to buy yeah, you a jersey? If, if
2: he gets in the end zone, I need to meet a me Tebow jersey. I I mean, that, nah, I nah. If he, gets, podcast, if he gets three scores. scores. Nah, yeah. I, I, if he I gets three to, scores. I, <laughs> I'm asking. So, if, okay, so that means you're expecting him if he gets in the end zone twice. Oh,
5: no, no, no. no that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the jersey. I'm going to buy but you like, a jersey if he gets three I'm scores. I'll buy you a, touch- yeah, like like buy a, you run, a i buy you a jersey if he gets
1: one. the thing
4: like, oh, we got to, like, the courtesy score, the one you Like,
1: that's what I'm saying. He going
2: to get the courtesy score,
4: bro.
1: Nah, he got to score at tight end. I need to see him score at tight end. He's yeah. gonna,
2: he's I gonna get it. Or tight open. end gadget play, like I'll take one, that. But I need to see how it's gonna happen. I don't even know how he plans to. Like LeBron, I've never seen I him play see tight him end. Get
4: on the field. He's the fourth string tight end, and you're talking about him scoring a touchdown and, and multiple.
2: I'm just saying
5: the real pod coming <laughs> out now.
2: <laughs> if he's gonna be out there, if Evermire signed him, he's gonna get an end zone one time. So I'm just trying to see how many times y'all think that could happen.
4: How are you sure that Urban Meyer is going to be able to get, like, he's probably my favorite college coach ever, but how are you sure that he's going to get them to be scoring points where he's going to be in a position to be like, yep, time to get Tebow a touchdown? (laughs) That's a really good point. I think what did the that? Jaguars do this year? <laughs> like, like, I, get I can
2: see it. All? I think I can see it. Like a little bit of option with ETN, <laughs> yeah. and then a shovel to Tebow. Yeah, that's <laughs> a receiving touchdown. Yeah, playing, that's where playing, we're at. Playing, <laughs> that's playing, where we're at the, the, the Chiefs, <laughs> That's where the
4: Jags are. The Chiefs, are at. <laughs> the, Chiefs who, the Chiefs who have been in the Super Bowl the last year, last two years, and you got to play them twice. That is a receiving touchdown. I will
1: give you that. A shovel pass.
4: You still got to get in.
5: Still got to get in.
1: Wow, man. Wow. Well, we'll see what the Jags do next year. I'm excited to see uh, what's going to happen. I'm also uh, just looking in, into the future, a little foresight. Uh, three years from now, uh, I want to see what things are looking like for this team because Urban Meyer, if things don't work out the way he thinks they do, uh, he's going to get roasted. Like, for. So? Yeah, I think he'll get roasted. <laughs> Focusing on signing Tim Tebow. I th- I think he made a bad signing on the O-line with the tackles. I, you know, I think they – you know, there are a couple of things that if they don't work out, you know, could keep the Jags in the hole. Um, is it
4: bad signings or is it him just taking – kind of taking – No, they the were mail. bad
1: signings. They were bad signings. Uh, taking Cam Robinson back, that's a bad signing when he was one of the worst graded tackles in the league. Um, and that was at the beginning of free agency before you even could reach out to other tackles. So Let's,
4: uh, let's, be let's lo- let the could, season play out could, real could quick. Be, could be loyalty, Brad. I mean, they did a good job in the draft, I thought. Well, in the like, draft? No, do. overall.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence
0: at the first pick. But
4: now <laughs> no we one's going to say they had a bad we, draft. Like, we talked <laughs> about last, we talked about it a little bit last week, but like they now have a one-two punch at running back as well. So it's like...
1: Yeah, that's fire.
4: You know, that, that's pretty. That brings something different to them. And, you know coming in with, uh, with Coach Urban Meyer and, you know, he's going to bring something that, you know, not many teams are going to have film on at the beginning of the year. So a lot of things are gonna, that they're going to see are going to be newer things. You know, football is all conceptual, so, you know, it's going to be the same concepts and stuff, but, like, you know, the way he's going to bring it in, we we don't know what they're going to do at all. We don't know what, what type of offense they're going to run, how they're going to run things, what they're going to be based around. So, you know, no team has an idea. So that that's the I think that's a big it's advantage that he has as a coach coming into the season. They're going based off a of college film, and then he might just take it a whole different direction.
1: I mean, hopefully he does and doesn't do what Chip Kelly did because uh, that didn't work out. Um, but with that being said...
5: Out for a year. They were exciting for a year, yeah, I was about to say.
1: Yeah, it didn't work out long-term. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, uh, some new news in the NFL this week. Uh, we did find out uh, that... You know, the proposal got accepted for players to be able to change their jersey numbers. Uh, So now running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, and H-backs, wide receivers uh, can wear 1 through 49 or 80 through 89. Uh, Defensive backs and linebackers also get that same privilege. Uh, But linemen, uh, you you guys are stuck with 50 to 79 and 90 to 99. Because the NFL doesn't care about you. I want to see DNs with the number three (laughs) and the number five. I want to see D-Tackles with the number seven. You know, I want to see more interior guys with these numbers. A nose tackle with number two? Come on, man. It it would be tough, man. I think they're disrespecting my alignment so I just had Why to say that real quick.
4: That one number stretched out that goddamn wide <laughs> across that. Uh, Hell yeah!
1: <laughs> now nah,
2: I've seen some D tackles with the single digits. Nah, they they, they gotta tough. be true.
1: It, it was
4: tough in college, it yeah. was tough for some of
2: them.
1: And it's, it would be tough in that if, man, if Vaughn Miller is coming off the edge with number You three, know who's uh, I feel like d'enzo have more sacks see, if they have I a single digit like number. No,
4: see, I don't think. Number three was never really like a big like football number to me. I always thought of that
1: as like, I think of like Vic like,
2: Beasley rocking the three at Clemson. Nah, I think three's tough. But um, nah. One person I thought who changed their number who was pretty fine Did Todd Gurley change his number to like two or something like that? Todd Gurley's not
1: even he's not, not even right signed.
2: Wait, nah, was it, it was some <laughs> old running back who changed his James, number. James, James Connor went to, James six. went
4: to six. Was it Nah? I wasn't. Else, I know he, Jamel texted us earlier. Yeah, I got
5: I got some notable guys right here. Hold on. Let's see, yeah. So, as we spoke about, James Conner with six. Broncos rookie Patrick Sertain going to wear number two. Uh, Deshaun Jackson with the Rams, he's going to be wearing number one. Cow, as, baby. As is Robert Woods, going to be switching to number two. Um, let's see. Um, the Cardinals, I like this one. Chase Edmonds is wearing number two. Uh, Byron Murphy wearing number seven. Buddha Baker, you'll see him in number three next year. Eh. So, uh, I mean, they're... I think this is fire. I think it's cool. I saw.
2: Was there any truth to that thing where it's like players have to like buy out their jersey suppliers? If it if it is, they have to buy out
1: their current supply of jerseys in order to get a single. Yeah, they have to.
4: That's absurd, bro. Yeah, but I I imagine you don't have to if you go to a
0: new team.
1: I think they're gonna make you do it. Oh. you no. might be right no you might be right like going you to might a new be right team, you might get the exception yeah, but the exception. if you go to a new team and you get the number you want though that's pretty surprising too and unless you're nice
2: honestly I think like having an old nfl players jersey like in this example like buda Baker's, like 32 like that's still tough like it's not like worthless so i don't know why they would make the player like buy it all up like they can't still get bread right off
4: well, of it. well my thing is i thought it was a stupid rule to begin with like why did the kickers and the quarterbacks and the punters were the only guys that could wear single digits? I, I never got that. That wasn't cool to me. But you ain't got I no. Th-
1: you, but you think it's cool that linemen can't.
4: I didn't think it was cool that linemen can't. I didn't think there should be a restriction on numbers, period. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I get the eligibility things, you know what I mean? And if you want to do that, but, like, I don't know, man. I, I just think that people are diving too deep into it and, like, oh, like, you know, like, Why are we changing numbers? Like, you know, why does it matter? Why are you worried about what another player is doing? (laughs) Let that guy change his number. How's it? How is that going to affect anybody else on the field? Well, does that really affect your play? According to uh, you know the most notable player in the the league, Tom
5: Brady, he wasn't he wasn't too happy about it. He he sent out like a series of tweets. Yeah. Um, the one of them being, (laughs) "Good luck trying to block the right people now." Going to make for a lot of bad football. Yeah, Tom? They didn't know who to block before? I mean...
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, like, the thing is, like... I mean, Tom
1: milking it.
5: Yeah, like, like, yeah like, I don't... Like, like, yo, you, like, you, like, Tom, you like, got
2: three years <laughs> max, okay? Like,
5: Like, don't the don't linebacker worry is
2: going to be wearing, like, 20 or 30 or something like that? And what, do you think it's a DB? Like... It don't matter what position he's playing. There's a defender there. You have to account for. He like, got a
1: different color jersey on. Like yeah, block like, him. The
4: <laughs> linemen know who the block. They, yeah, like it's
2: all about where they're aligned. So it's like it doesn't really matter what uh, position you're playing. If you're in the box, you're gonna get blocked. You're looking at line.
4: tendencies. As, you're looking at tendencies. You're not looking at
1: oh. Oh, gotta he watch out for gotta watch out for number fifty. Yeah, they're just mad they can't say fifty two's the mic, fifty two's the mic. <laughs> hey, seven's the mic. You'd be like,
2: actually I'm a corner, but you wouldn't know <laughs> that. Like, all right, Tom. Come on, T. T you better
1: than
4: that. You are gonna win the Super Bowl regardless. This is <laughs> nah, what
1: you complain right. about when you got seven Super Bowls. Right? right? Yeah. All right, man. We see how you live in time. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's exciting for the league. Uh I'm excited to see guys in the single digit jerseys. Man, a little It'll look great on the highlight tapes and everything. So I think they will be pretty cool too.
5: Let me hear y'all numbers. What were y'all numbers when you were when you were going through the ranks of football? Let me let me hear it. Let me get the Yo. let me get the first number you wore oh. and then Yo. let me get let me you get your mind. favorite number that you wore, let's say let's say, you know, in high school and then give me your college number. Go I on.
2: got you in mind. So my first number out the gates, seventy. I was I was playing center. I was playing center and D tackle, rocking the seventy. I hated that number, Yo. but at the time I was so new to football that it meant nothing to me. I was just out there, <laughs> but I, I remember my next year I cared a little more. I was like, all right, I'm gonna be a lineman, but I'm gonna need something other than seventy. <laughs> I can't go for it, so I got the fifty-five, and I, I, I was like, right, that's tough. That's a the tough lineman number. Fifty-five was tough. I'm like that's a pretty much the best you can do as a lineman. So I was like, word, <laughs> and then like. Then the, my first year after that, where I was playing the skill position, I chose fifteen. We talked about it on a per- previous pod because I like was rocking with Tebow at Florida at the Word. time, and so like basically since Pop Warner, I've been rocking fifteen. That's just been my number, college, high school. That's tight since Pop Warner. Napa. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, shoddy? Uh, so I ain't
3: had no no bad numbers really, like Devon did. Well number seventy. I ain't never 70. had no number seventy, but Yeah, they gave me the My throwaway. toughest my toughest number, I think, the ver- the most versatile number, forty four. I think that's a tough number. And I wore that.
2: On the D team?
3: Yeah, probably a D team maybe. Um that, I think that number is tough, bro. Like any I think anywhere like on the field, like forty four, you could put that at a DN, a linebacker. I mean, you could or play running, run, back. running back. Like Marlon Humphrey rare wears what number he wear. 40 he wear 44 i think right as a as a corner like that. as a corner he wear 44 as a corner so yeah i, um, I don't approve of corners wearing i think <laughs> i think i think that for me i think that was like my most favorite but um on the e team when i first started playing i wore number four um i don't know why i wore number four but i think that's just some of my pops made me wear or Whatever. Oh, it's actually That's funny. Swag. Quick
2: side story though. I remember in a few J V games, like when I got called up as a freshman, they just like would give me like a random number, bro. So for J V that year I wore four. I wore one, I wore six.
3: I remember I remember, remember six. That? I remember I wore, six. Like, mad I remember Something six. Mad I, was like, I guess I'm I'm four today. The most yeah. the most questionable one I wore was uh nineteen. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't but, realize that, that number is questionable. But like I I only I did that the number nineteen. I think basketball.
5: that shit is swag. 19? Really? I think, yeah. 20, like I think Johnny Johnny that Johnny Unitis. Nah, son. If you yo, if you, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you if you that guy
3: and you catching the ball, 19. you and you get swagged out, well, bro. 19's was a tough quarterback. <laughs> my my bro I don't yeah, probably that year I might have been my my brother, I remember him wearing nineteen. So I think I, that was probably one of the reasons is why. Football. And anything, um, honestly, I but my toughest a my toughest number, I remember like B team I decided to to uh wear number two, I don't know what sparked that, but I don't know maybe I just felt like the boy at the time like, two yo i'm gonna go yeah. I'm gonna go with two rock that up through high school um so that's the last number I wore Word. number two another quick thing I
2: remember we had given jerseys out this past season at framingham bro, and there was this freshman safety. Who got the number ninety two, bro? Oh. He was what? sick. That's bad. Cool that's bad? Didn't it my freshman year, no, college, didn't my, my freshman year of college. My freshman
4: year college. We had a quarterback wear number forty eight, and we had another quarterback wear number ninety six. <laughs> mm.
1: yeah, ninety six as a quarterback? That's, you that's, said right. quarterback? QB oh, slinging lie. the rock. That's, oh, oh, oh. that's nasty. I John, don't. what you was what you was rocking? Man, back in my day, so I had a quarterback in middle school. Uh, shout out Mashup, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he wore number ninety nine in quarterback. I think that's kind of tough though.
2: Ninety um, nine I remember, um, De- uh, what's his name? Denard Robinson wore ninety eight for a yep. few games. Yeah, that was that's still him. weird. But I think he did it in like honor of some player or something <laughs> like that.
1: Right. So when I was growing up, back in my day, man, the brain tree wamps. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You know, I was playing, uh, they tried to put me a center. I wasn't coordinated enough yet at 11 years old. So they said, you know, get your ass in there and nose tackle. I said, what number I got? They said 52. I said, (laughs) "I," And I was trash my first year of football. So I rock with 52, though. At the time, I didn't know it would be my future number. uh, But get to middle school, um, you know, the first number I had was 25 because I was playing running back and linebacker. Uh, So that was actually kind of tough. I thought 25 was just my favorite number.
3: Yo, bro, didn't you score a touchdown, a defensive touchdown off of a toss?
1: Yeah, so I didn't score a touchdown, but I got a pick off of How a toss you, play in middle yeah. school.
3: That's like, It was probably
1: the best play, one of the best plays I've easily <laughs> ever made. Yo. If I had to highlight, <laughs> I, I, you know, it was crazy. It looked like Madden. It looked like you came off the edge of Madden, and then you did a spin move into the ball as the D end like it, it looked insane but um yeah middle school had some great times man <laughs> it's all about the,
2: the, the amateur levels of football. you know what and,
1: and the only so reason I played fun, well in middle school really shout out the Dorchester Eagles because they kicked my ass uh, after I left the Braintree womps uh, I didn't realize how trash they were compared to the Dorchester <laughs> Eagles uh the Eagles then whooped my ass into shape for about three weeks. I was going home damn near crying (laughs) to Mom Dukes talking about I don't know if I could do another day. (laughs) Doing bear crawls, hitting all them, hitting drills, bro. It was crazy, bro. Um, But eventually I got to high school. Uh, I did take the number 25 freshman year, but after that I ended up with the number 52, I believe, um, during my senior year. And uh, I had 92 as well, uh, which I I like that number 92, being a lineman. And then got up to college, and uh, I wore 56 all four years. You know, I stuck with that number. Uh, but in terms of my numbers, I always go with um, 52. Um, I always think that's kind of a traditional number for me. I wore a senior year of high school, had a really good season, and uh, I kind of stuck with that. So if I get a fortune cookie and I see 52 on the back, I know that fortune's for me, man. I know they're telling <laughs> the truth.
4: Yeah, man, so I'll get into it. So for me, it was uh – my very first number was number fifty-four. Interesting. Yeah. I never yep. I played
2: on his Teddy Brewski. Yep. I played. Yo, did
3: I Q played, wear some crazy number this uh, his first year of football?
4: He wore like eighty something. Q. Yeah, my, my yeah, Q wore eighty something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, my first year I wore fifty-four. Um, I played. I think I believe I played guard at that time, and I played DN. And I was, uh, then I moved to number fifty. I wore number fifty. Bro. I wore number fifty. Oh, you was in and, the trenches with it. And it's crazy because when I wore fifty, I was the first year I ever played offense, and uh, like I played tight end as number fifty, and I played linebacker for us. I had thirty touchdowns that year. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. We're fifty. No, wearing number fifty <laughs> off of like tight end reverses, straight up off of tight end pop passes and reverses. I was scoring like that um then i played then i i had a gap year uh where it was this uh it was around the time where reggie bush was going to uh usc and everybody wanted me and, and me bro. and me, my cousins were on it hard and my brother we was on reggie bush like that yeah. was our god type shit like, as far as football shit went at yeah. that point, like, <laughs> like yeah, but like, we, were, we, yo, we would go home from practice every week and go straight to watch like every Saturday, and watch and play. But nah, um, that year, that first year we watched him, none of us were able to get number five. So like I wore number 23 that year. My um, older brother, James, he wore number 32 that year. And my cousin, Nick, who lived with us at the time, he's like my third brother. He's like my other older brother. And um, he wore number two. And Then after that year, we all moved to number five, and from then on, like I wore number five in high school, I wore number five. That
3: boy got a number five chain on, so yeah, you I know it's five <laughs> chain around my neck. <laughs> number five, shout
4: out to T. Clark, still rest in peace, love you, baby boy. Um, but definitely number five. My freshman year of college, my freshman and sophomore year, when I got there, though, my shout out to my boy AO, he he wore number five, so I wasn't able to get it five times. And two. So my pops is like you need to go two times. So I grabbed number 10 and I I went two times five and just grabbed that for the first couple of years and then finished out with five for the last two. Yeah, that's like eight. almost a family number. It's been kind of dope rocking that and it means something to every one of us, though. So. And I got five siblings now. It's even, it's gotten even yeah. crazy.
0: It's deep. So it's it's like, deep now. It's Nap's like, gonna yeah, have like, five kids. Be like, yeah. Yeah.
4: i, I be like, I've always wanted five kids. dead serious. So like, it's uh-huh. crazy. Watch out,
2: ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let hey, Nap get old. As many as you can afford, right?
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. All right. What's yeah. up with you, Don? So the first, the first number, I got lucky. The first number I rocked. Started in fifth grade, war number 30. Um,
2: that's not terrible.
5: Yeah, not terrible at all. And, like, at the time, I was watching, like, mad, like, NFL films, like, NFL classics. Yeah. Terrell Davis, number oh, yeah. 30 <laughs> for the Broncos. 2K. Yeah, no so, I, I had a little, yes, 2K. I had <laughs> a little action figure, Terrell Davis and shit like that. Like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, yeah, no, that's me. I played running back. Um,
2: he said, that's me. I had that little LT action figure, <laughs> yeah. bro. It's so funny. It was fire.
5: So I had that two years. Uh, sixth grade hit. I think I went to what number? Or not sixth grade. Seventh grade hit. Went to number thirty-nine. Still running back, but then they had me throwing the ball. So the following year came back with fourteen. After fourteen, like it was just mad numbers. Dang. After fourteen, freshman year hit. Now I'm playing QB. Seventeen. Seventeen is a gross number. Yeah, we're talking about gross. nineteen. Seventeen
2: is gross. Seventeen number. and nineteen. Nah, nineteen's gross, grosser than seventeen. Nah. Uh, it's really when, I when I hear seventeen,
3: I think of uh, Braylon Edwards.
1: Hey, you think of him? I think of Philip Rivers, bro. Nah, I think of Alshon Jeffrey. Or Plaxico Burris. Yeah. Remember him? Plax, Plax is tough. Plax is Pla- super Pla- tough. Plax is tough. Wow. Yeah. 17,
2: wow. Mike Wallace. Those numbers are still trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 19, yeah. though, I think of Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn pulled off 19 the best. Other than that, it's so
1: slow for yeah, them. 19, the world. probably one of the worst, the worst. Go ahead, though, Don. <laughs> they had me, they after had 17, what was after, popping off After you.
5: 17, let's see. Then it was, what, sophomore year? It was basically at this time they, they like threw a couple jerseys. My my QB coach came up to me. He was like, All right, which one do you want? He gave me two options. He was like fifteen or ten. All right. So the quarterback that was there that I was like at the time looking up to, he was kind of a dickhead. And like he was like mad athletic, like he was cool, but like he was like a fool. He wore fifteen, so I was like, I don't wanna be in his shadow. So I'm gonna pick ten.
1: <laughs>
5: okay. Wore 10, three straight years couple chips later okay smooth yeah, absolutely got to got, got to, to college the in there have to got to college first number they gave me 15 <laughs> so right right back to it and then after right that to settled on 2 uh 2 is what i wore for the last 3 years and like that number just fit me
4: you just I like 2 yeah, yeah. Nah, that. did you like 2 better than 15 or do you would you say 2 uh 15 is still like your all time favorite
5: oh like 2 better than 10
4: or uh, yeah sorry 10
5: uh yeah. Yeah. I mean I had like I
1: guess it was just two different eras. Yeah, right? I was going to say when you the era you performed in with the jersey, I yeah. feel like you think about what you did in the jersey. Yeah. It has a little bit of a different feel for it. So it's hard it, I can see why it would be hard to kind of choose one or the other. I definitely feel you there. Um, oh, I
4: do have one quick story that's funny about jerseys. So, right, it was sophomore year. My sophomore year of high school and we was um Going out for jerseys, and initially, mm. I don't know if y'all remember this. I was number nine. Yep, and you switched with number uh, nine, and so for the first like for the first few days, I'm like, yo, bro, this switch with I'm which, like, bro? I'm you like, yo, I'm like, yo, this jersey number is chips, I'm <laughs> walking, walking with this. And, and I'm like, uh, I'm thinking like, yo, at some point, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on this field, so like, I can't be out there with number nine on. So like I'm and, and I wanted number five bad, so I go and talk to the senior Ian Whicher, and he's like, I don't know, like my boy wears three, uh, my boy wears three, my other boy wears four. I want to wear five, like like I was like, yeah, bro, but like, but I'm like, me. I'm like, I'm like, like I'm like, yo, like I'll, I'll pay you, like, but I was like, he's like, nah, like, I really like want to wear. It. I was like, yeah, bro, but like. And I kind of said, I was like, bro, like, I'm, I'm kind of going to be playing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? and, and he was mad cool about it. He was like, yeah, it's kind of like. You know, That's kind of true, I, dude. I was working in on defense a bunch. So, like, he, he was mad cool about it, gave it, did the number switch. the only thing was. They never switched it in the books. Yeah, I remember in the so, paper like every <laughs> like like from like week like two on. I, whenever I did something in the paper on defense, it always there was always like senior Ian Winthrop. <laughs> oh, so so shout way. out to Ian Winthrop. It worked both ways, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he was getting <laughs> he was mad love. Man. He, he was getting Don't mad words.
1: love. <laughs> just mad
4: funny. Yeah,
3: man. Also, you see on the socials, we got shout out to M&T. We got the art on there, so all the jerseys displayed. So that's pretty cool. Um so yeah, shout out yeah, to yeah, MT, shout out M A T. We ain't forget. That's a that's a, she's the one that got this started. One of the ones I got to start as far as the the art on the social. So you see our numbers yeah. up there. Absolutely, um, and uh, cool. you
1: can find her link in our bio on the iTunes or uh, on our. I on think our it's pictures. also on Twitter. I think yeah, it's yeah on Twitter. On our on our Twitter, be, might, Twitter bio. I don't think it's on IG. But I think it's definitely on Twitter. Though. Definitely on our Twitter bio. So check her out. Uh, she does great artwork. Uh, But that's all we got for you today Uh, for the Zone Talk podcast. We'll be back with you next week uh, with the action-packed episode. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What you got for us next week, Mel? Let let
4: us know what's going on, baby.
1: (laughs) Follow us on all of our socials on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Zone Talk Podcast. And uh, stay tuned. Zone Uh, Talk, Zone Talk, Zone Talk.
0: I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know You do gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl All I need is anywhere with a little bit of dope Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go, yeah Never mind them rookies, baby, come fuck with the pro We can do it faster, we can do it slow Never mind them knocks, yeah, leave them at the door I know what your spots like, I've been there before yeah. I left my main hoe, now myself my main hoe Jigga chain clothes, live exquisite, they know my plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame or any of you lame hose Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's hard to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat I told him go off I ain't never been the type to show off and I ain't never pressed do make me go off eh. okay I want a deal but they be rock. But steal my bike crib from north up to prospect kill these niggas bite me hard, I feel like ho they feel these niggas flex too hard they care about hoes for real top speed o d low key on me top speed low. Key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze a Twenty out of ten, every single time I rate her Probably got a hundred on the dice, just like I'm a racer I'ma go top speed I'ma go top speed, yeah I'ma go top speed I'ma go top speed, yeah